It is another week in the books. Super producer, super creative, the man behind the the mask, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Wizard I like of Oz, it. Yeah. You got this written down. You read the script, bro. I don't, man. I'm freestyling, man. Mo the Wizard of Oz. That's what the Mo the Wizard, Wizard of Oz, Oz now. Shirts, man. I like it. We back, man. It's another week in the books, brother. How you feeling? Feeling good. Uh, loving it, man. It's the most wonderful time of the year, man. <laughs> it is, man. It's Christmas time. You listening to any Christmas music? Yeah, I be we get, I, I th- I've been throwing it in rotation, man. Been throwing it in rotation. Yeah, I'm throwing it in rotation music, and then you know y'all get a little bit of that on this episode when y'all listening. So I'm creating some Christmas vibes while y'all listening sure to this you episode. Throw that silent night on that, man. Oh, you talking about in the Christmas in, time? Oh, yeah. It takes a silent night, bro. I, always, absolutely, bro. You know, but I, I mean, you know, my go-to is let us know. That's that's the immediate like right away. That's your generation. My generation is at that silent night. That silent night. I mean, that's in rotation. Christmas just ain't Christmas without the ones you love, and you know, this Christmas. It's kind of sad, but one of my favorite ones, man. It's kind of it's kind of sad, but uh, the emotions. What do the lonely do? What do the lonely do? Oh man, that is perfect, though. God, I love that song. It is so good. No particular reason at all, yeah. but I do love that song. Anthony Hamilton got a version. It's nice too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's amazing, man. Okay, like, I'm gonna check that one out. Hamilton, the shit out of that, man. So yeah, if you get a chance to check that out, you'll love it. But this is another week in the books, man. We appreciate you guys joining us. It's a holiday episode. We here, mm-hmm. man. We coming off of. The streets saying we put a classic out last week, bro. I get, bro. I guess so. It's I, this is ridiculous. I, I actually listened to the episode. Like, I was gonna let it marinate because sometimes I do that from time to time. But like because of things you've said and like people kind of speaking to it, I said let me go listen to this. Let me go listen back at at, at yeah. these verses real quick. And so when I went back and listened, I was definitely thoroughly pleased. And I think it it goes into. Uh, the the best episodes that we make are when we strongly disagree. I think that's I said that's probably the gold in this. You know, is when we which most times we disagree just depend on how far we disagree. And I think that was where we were stretched so far from it where we had I had dramatic pauses because it was like, wow, <laughs> we don't see this I can't the same. You said that, <laughs> yeah. Like I, that's why you like Mike. I like nah, bro. I'm processing uh, the fact that like. I, this is totally different than how I see it. So, uh, but man, I mean, shouts out to everybody. Uh, what I call That's, the top three? Yeah, ah, it's hard because there's some more impactful who ones. Who, are you who am I to judge? Right, who are you to judge? But that's what this show is about, man. Like you said, we'll get on here, we'll talk, we'll disagree. But it's a safe space for black mm-hmm. men to do what we need to do to continue to progress, continue to be and show up as our best selves and require out of the people who we love and who we want to see do better require the same things out of them one of yeah. my favorite things that I've been getting on this feedback man is like I tell my homeboys who are open minded enough to get it don't just tell your homeboys that listen to oh, I listen to sports podcasts or I listen mm-hmm. to rap podcasts when you tell your homeboy that you know is going to listen to this and be like oh, no, it's, it's this what the what was the last episode talking about? What was the episode before talking about? That mm-hmm. no, that that's it. Yeah. And that's a community that we trying and we're effectively building over here. So we appreciate y'all. Keep doing what y'all do. Again, this is another week in the book, the holiday episode. Mo, what you got to bring us in with this week, man? How you feel? Uh briefly, I'll just talk about uh 
<laughs> year later of, of homework <laughs> from yeah, last man. year. You got mad at me. You, you. <laughs> hey, I, I took it. I took it straight. I took a page out of your book, bro. You know what I mean? I got it for the best. So I finally watched uh, Spike Lee's favorite Christmas movie, A Wonderful Life. Is it a Christmas movie? It's arguable. However, what? Hey, stop right there. It, it, what, that, what are we talking? It's like Die Hard, bro. Like you know how people say it's a Christmas. It's, All right, it's at it's literally at Christmas time. At Christmas, but being a Christmas movie is. I'll give this that because it it's it, it stayed in the Christmas for half of the That's movie crazy. at least. So, but it's not. But set aside, like it's an old movie came out in 1946. Um, at first, it started off a little slow, but I had to like. I watched the remastered version, so it looked really good. Um, the themes there, like at first, I'm like, you know, I'm like, we're the black people, you know, of course, but it's 46. I get it. Get that. <laughs> it's yeah. 1946, bro. Please yeah, but I wasn't even necessarily looking like we're the black people more so than I was just like, where's the diversity? I don't know what it was. Just something like it's this. I don't know. It, it's just been my age, but as I got further in the movie, the concept of the main character just always wanting to leave town, but always having a reason to stay back and take care of his father's business or stay because of his wife. And, and then he would always get disgruntled about it when people got to leave. It spoke volumes to understanding your purpose, understanding you are where you're supposed to be. That's mm. That was the theme of the whole thing. Like, you are where you're supposed to be. Like you people question, I'm supposed No, you were, you're supposed to be everything. If you look at like, small just small term like i look at this is really stretched but we applied for a home and i was at the other job at the time if we had got that home i would have still been fired at that job the job i have now i took a cut i we wouldn't have been able to afford that home we would have struggled paying for that home but the fact is somebody else ended up getting that home so when we apply for it we got to prove but somebody snatched it first so we never did get that home and so we've been looking since then now we finally got approved for home, but it's a lot cheaper and it's just as nice. And and I'm in the job I'm at now, so it works perfectly. So it's sometimes these things that come off tragic or challenging for you, you don't always have to look at it like, oh, it's the worst thing. Nah, these things are. Uh, I just believe that God is setting it up a certain way. You just don't understand what's going on right now. You just got to be patient with what's going on because after the reveal happens, then you're like, dang. All of the I met this person. I was here at this place. I was there at that time. Dang, it all makes sense now, and it's it's just a wonderful thing, bro. So it was a good movie, man. I, I really enjoyed that, man. I see why it's your favorite movie. You can see how that fits my personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I need that movie for grounding sometimes, like what you see. Like, and it, you, you hit it the nail on the head as far as just being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest struggles is like without fight with myself internally and I was like man you shouldn't be having to go through this shit now like you you've put in enough work and you've done enough <laughs> to like nigga why why the fuck is this like like you said you speak with the house why is this being rejected or why mm-hmm. can't I, why wouldn't this process be a lot easier for me nigga I'm at the stage in my life where this shit supposed to be like, like mm-hmm. nigga signed sealed delivered and ain't gotta be no questions or doing no extra shit and it always frustrates me when I run into situations where that's not the case because I feel like that I put in the work for it. Mm-hmm. However, who am I to say that? Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, like you need to stop, pay attention to what you got going on and realize like it's work to be done. Mm-hmm. Keep doing the work. Obstacles, roadblocks, all that shit is going to be in the way. You just mm-hmm. got to continue to move forward and, and do it. That's why I love that movie in the sense of when he was ready to end it, my man came down and to get him off the bridge and oh, get his boy. wings. Now they almost got me teary-eyed, boy. 
bro that, that, that's one of them moments like, man, like look, bro you don't think and, 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 and god it, it all ties in because we we're gonna talk about with the feedback of this episode when he was like i wish i was dead and then he going to show him like okay if you was dead here's what was happening mm-hmm. like here, here the things like you don't even realize the impact and the waves the ripples that you're making out here in the world mm-hmm. and let me let, let me show you why you trying to go jump off a bridge and then yourself because you had a bad day mm-hmm. or you think that you can't get out of this hole that you in now nah, my nigga, you're gonna get out of the hole mm-hmm. but look at all the other people while you're in this hole that are feeding off of what you're able to give them and tell them shout out to the angel what's his name george george gets his wings George gets his wings every time the bell rings. The angel gets his wings or something like that. Yeah, shout out to him, man. If y'all ain't seen the one, that that is a good movie. It's it's worth rewatching for sure. Um, I was very skeptical going into that watching it. Like, man, it's bullshit. Like you said, what the black people that is old, it's black and white. (laughs) Yeah, but I when I it's the way they talk. Really, this probably the hardest part. The way they talk, the talk part. Yeah. When I really sit down and watched it, it was like locked in one year. I was like, oh, damn, yeah. this shit fire. Bro, yeah. <laughs> I love to make that a tradition if I ever have kids and a family and a wife. Absolutely. I'm watching Jingle all the way this week. I've been letting it marinate. We done watched a few Christmas movies, the Eddie Murphy joint, uh, some other Christmas movies, a new one that I feel I can be in rotation. That's coming up. She just watched it at school, but we're definitely about to watch that within now. Uh, Christmas Chronicles it's on Netflix it came out in 2018 that's a new one of them joints that I feel everybody should watch it's gonna be in my rotation for now Christmas Chronicles yeah so Kurt Russell the new joints huh I ain't on none of the new that's what I'm saying I wouldn't either to somebody at work was like no it's good you really like it Kurt Russell is Santa Claus but the way he plays Santa is in a realistic realm but yet it still has a joyfulness it's a really good movie bro I was I was very satisfied so I I would tell anybody go check out Christmas Chronicles. It's Christmas on Netflix. Chronicles on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I watched it. Um, what else we got? So we had a listener. I don't know if he knew or not that we were going to do this. Do you know who this person is? Uh, I don't think so. I, okay. I think I have an idea, but I'm not. Okay. Well, let me I pull think up. It's friend of a friend. I have friend, okay, that that's what I was getting the vibe of. I was definitely like, well, I don't I know him for sure. But Reginald, I don't have a direct relationship with him. I don't know where he's for the government. Don't do him like that. That's the email. Well, you bleep that little part. <laughs> I didn't go into the whole. Just say Reggie. You said the whole name, just I, I, bro. He got two names in the email. I didn't even finish the first one. Relax, bro. I'm not. A, I'm not a street dude. Snit, dry snitching. Hey, Look at him. Like you act like you that's what I'm trying to now. tell you. No, I'm just trying to tell you. Don't be reading niggas' whole names online. Just, okay. You, you just all right. Just you know. RJ a person that emailed us. I, you no, can say RJ3. No, I'm not giving initials. Nah, nah, no initials, no nothing. Like <laughs> a stop. listener. <laughs> you want me to read the email? Yeah, go for it, bro. Okay. This is good. All right. Reggie sent us this email today, another week in the books email. And it says day one book club member who has listened to every episode every week since its immaculate conception. I landed here after coming through Nashville on a random day and learning what the podcast button on my iPhone was from my cousin back in 2015. And I was introduced to the On Deck TV podcast, which led me to be On Decker of the Week, award winner three times. He challenging you, Mo. He definitely is. Over the past nine years. 
I've been around so long, I'm still mad at Spike Lee for ghosting us mid-season on Snow School. Damn it, I was listening to that. Bro, me too. Me too. <laughs> I, I should finish it. I'm going to finish Snow School, man. I'm going to go back and just review all the episodes. All right. I miss sending anything in on Thanksgiving due to my busy schedule, due to me being busy, but I wasn't mad because it takes a lot for me to even reach out. And honestly, I don't want my shit thrown on that pile. I think I'm a deep enough in the AWITB trenches to shoot mine out solo. We appreciate that. We appreciate that comment. Yeah. We look for him, man. Yeah. So Reggie goes on to say, I just wanted y'all to give y'all some flowers and claps for dropping some powerful art on a weekly basis. It's my favorite podcast. And honestly, in terms of actual impact, Y'all niggas really lapping the competition and pulling away even further from the field every week. It's about time to drop the podcast title and call it something else. It's really an experience and it should be called as such an audio therapy experience or some shit pretty close to it. <laughs> drop the term guest and anybody invited is either an author or a co-author. The characters that you've already added to the book should also become reoccurring mediators from time to time because some of the perspectives that both of you, you have can be wild and on complete polar opposites. <laughs> and I'd be screaming while listening because the real answer is usually right in the middle. I make your show a recommendation to my open-minded homies all the time because it's a product that I stand by. I know they stand by it too because I've heard their names mentioned on the show because of the flowers and they reached out and gave as well. Me hearing that, me hearing that let me know just how much I was bullshitting because I was whispering y'all name when I should have said that shit out loud and clear directly to y'all. Reggie from Florida. And he goes on to say, hey man, when we talked about uh, Maurice Hunter Ford, I thought this was great. I know you like that part. <laughs> I love this part. I, I literally laughed out loud. He said, hey, man, Hunt Ford would be hard as hell on the back of a jersey, though, for real, for real. Yeah. You got to take that into consideration. Mo, I have kids who play sports, and I judge people based off stuff like that. It may be petty, but when I see a hyphenated last name on the back of a jersey, I'd be like, man, his daddy didn't stand on business. Oh, definitely. If you, the hyphen, ain't, you ain't stand on business. Absolutely right on that. The hyphen is always like, nah, that was never. Oh, shit, yeah, man, that's hilarious, bro. Man. Mo, yeah. when you read something like this, like, what's your initial, like, because I, I really want people that rock with us, it seems that rocking was really heavy. So I want them to understand what feedback like this genuinely means to us who do the show. Mm-hmm. There's no production team. There's no 10 yeah. or 15 other people that do this. It's me and you every week figuring out what we want to talk about, coming here, being our God, the artist self, talking about it, critiquing each other as friends, showing up for each other and being like, well, I'm going to give you my perspective. I'm going to listen to your perspective. We don't have to agree to it, but what we are going to do is have dialect about it. Mm-hmm. Like when you see something like this, knowing that you don't go into this for that type of feedback that ain't what this podcast started for how does that genuinely make you feel uh well let me say this while we're talking about it um i want to stop and let the listeners know anybody that's coming across it's like 
the reason we have we stop and acknowledge all of these moments like when people are doing it and it feels like it, it, it's it's occurring more often than it has in the earlier episodes is because if y'all if we would all be honest as black men we just don't we don't get this a lot Ever. this is so this is or so ever bro this like you the, like bro, this, this many first for me bro this many black men saying like hey bro y'all doing that y'all don't understand that's unfamiliar territory bro like you you knew mama was gonna tell you you did a good job that's their job you might have a cousin that might say hey bro you hooping today hey bro i seen you hey, you got that gear on but like in this way where it's like this is your we're, we're trying to create a profession and we're trying to do something that will benefit us as a whole and people like getting beside themselves like a person like like him where it's like i don't even really do this but i i i like what y'all doing enough to get out of my comfort zone and just yo let me speak up a little bit i appreciate so i want y'all to understand when we stop and acknowledge these things it's not to gloat or to uh you know flex or whatever because we this is out of nowhere bro yeah, not to not own horn Bro, I have podcasts for years, dude, and never, like, never, not a word, bro, not a comment, not a star, not a share, not a, bro, years, dude, nothing. Dang, are they really listening? Does anybody care? Nobody even care. Nobody, bro, for years. So hearing this stuff, bro, it just, it just hits so different. I, I, I am, I'm not suffering from imposter syndrome at this moment. But I am just when I hear something like that, it just is like, wow. I guess now I'd be understanding like when rappers like be like, like, bro, I was just like, you know, what I mean, I was just trying to put together a good album. You know, what I mean, now people like talking about this album affected their life. It made me do this. It made me. It's like this crazy. Like we are having conversations, just working things out. But now with him saying that's like we're serving a space and we didn't even come into it with the idea of there's a space for us to serve so much more than we just wanted to insert our view and conversation into the zeitgeist of the negativity you know what i mean and so it's amazing bro <laughs> it's amazing man like i i i I'm, i feel good man yes it does feel it feels great i've i've had feedback like i've done on deck tv for years and we had five star ratings people would always say man i can't believe the chemistry that you and animal brown have Mm -hmm. it sounds like i'm talking to my cousins in the backyard about hip-hop like those would like i love this show it's one of my favorite hip-hop podcasts Mm -hmm. those would be some of the things that we get that and that felt good That, that that felt really good um but I knew it was because of like almost the topics, almost it being entertaining. Like, I, I know me and Animal Brown can be really entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like we can play off of each other. People have told us that before. We know how to hit each other's buttons, pause, in the sense of, well, I'm finna, I'm, I'm finna turn this into a thing. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. Me and you didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And again, I. I, I, I said this on Culture Garden. I'll say it now. I, I, I genuinely, yeah, I genuinely mean this, and I hope that you receive it every time that I say it. It was your vision because you didn't come to me to do a show like this, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it wasn't. All right, I, I I like what you do. I want to work with you in the podcast space. 
you shot the 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 easiest shot and i'm not it's not a that's not a knock mm-hmm. it's like we both like the sopranos let's do a sopranos podcast mm-hmm. and my response was nah nah it's not <laughs> because one i love the sopranos so much and it's going to be awkward for me if we clunky on it and we don't have no rapport mm-hmm. and 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 I have an idea of something that I want to do. I've been like kind of shopping it. I've had guests here and there. It's a feed for it. I, I, this is what I'm thinking. This is what your if vision. We did this, yeah. It, this, it's both it was my initiative, but it was your it vision. Was your initiative. You, you're right. You're right. You're 100% right. Because initially, what I wanted to do, and now it it, it, it makes sense, and it's how the universe lines up. As you even just said, it was my vision. What I wanted to do was have a place where even in telling you that I don't, for lack of a better word, I don't know you like that, so why would I do a Sopranos podcast like that with you? Mm -hmm. There there are more important issues that you, as a fan of me who's listening, that we can connect on and talk about that would give us rapport and let us know a lot more about each other. That way, when we're talking about the Sopranos, that shit's easy. Mm -hmm. But let's do a hard project first, Pauls. Let's do let, let's do something that's that's going to require us to open up a little bit. That way, I get to know who Mo is, and I get to you get to know who Lou is. Mm-hmm. And, and and with that said, it it's developed into this. And I never thought a podcast about getting to know each other as black men would turn into someone like Rich, who I look at sophisticated brother Very sophisticated. Like I, 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 I admire Rich oh, I look at his I don't know him I never met him I look at how he approached me his Instagram stories like how he's approaching mm-hmm. doing culture garden and, and, and his people with Scoob and Ray P and how he's taking leadership I looked at him I admired and Man, I wish I'd too. had that initiative when I first started Yeah, but for him to come and say hey bro you changed my life or a brother like Dro, like I know he's listening to this. He probably has, or may have, he has no idea that, like how I look at him in the sense of like you're the ideal brother. Like mm. I, I know what Dro went through to get to the point that he's in in his life, and that shit means a lot to me because I see, I, I, I seen him go through custody battles and buy houses and do different things to be like, I'm gonna be the man in this situation. So for him to be like, oh, I listened to this episode three times. Not not just out of pure entertainment value, but also so I could tell you this and give you this feedback and give Mo this feedback. And I know that you guys are keep continuing to build on this. Like when I hear brothers like that say that, it, 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 it's like you said, it's like, I don't even really know what to do with that because it means so much to me. Mm-hmm. Because those brothers and, and, and their opinions and, and, and me seeing how accomplished they are in their lives to be like, I take time out to listen to you on a weekly basis and I take that shit to heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't just listen to that shit in an entertainment value. I apply that shit to my life. And for me to be like, well, damn, who am I? But y'all niggas who are successful, y'all are striving, y'all are out here in this world, y'all are doing it. Who am I to be someone that you listen to and apply it to your life? Like what have I done or accomplished or who am I? You know what it is. You know is? what I'm saying? It's yeah. it a lot of times, bro. Like you, you're the voice to their thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's what it be. Like it, the things you're saying are the things they're thinking. So what's probably more important, I'd imagine, for anybody listening, of who the messenger is, it's the message. It's 
oh no, he's saying exactly what I'm saying. Oh, he's hitting all cylinders, you know. So I, I, I <laughs> I've been thinking about this all day, bro. I be all like, yeah. since I listened to, I like, and I'm, I'm. This is gonna be a callback to earlier episodes when I used to. We we talked about it before, but like when I used to say like the outcast of podcasts. And this is why I said it then, and now it resonates for me even more. Even though I know you're not a big Outcast fan and all that, it's I said that because no, I knew I, I was lie. more. I've been thinking about that now more since we got that feedback. Since yes, because I'm like, bro, I'm like an Andre 3000, and I don't mean this from a big boy Andre talent I'm not standpoint. Big boy, don't... <laughs> no, 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 no. See, that's why I want you to understand where I'm coming from, and we're and we're only talking now. But I'm talking ATLians Equimini. We talk about the peak. Okay. I'm saying from a point with like you know. Big boy, he player. Big boy, the rapper. Big boy, like yo, I, I connect with him. Yeah, yeah, we we gonna we gonna smoke a little something. We gonna you know we gonna chill. We on some pimp fly stuff. Andre, bro, what is you talking about? His nigga rapping gospel. Is he preaching? Is he what you know? Get you know the stuff he was talking about. Like he's out there to people. Like at that time, so I, I looked at it like I'm probably out there to people because people probably like this man is nuts. But what I appreciate is people keep coming back because it spike is the i feel like the uh the fan favorite right so then it's like you're saying stuff that's pivotal but i could jackball it so much for people they can be like i can't even listen to it because dude you know what i mean dude way out there i don't agree with nothing he's talking about he messing it up for me but the fact of the matter is people the way it comes off it's like no nah, i don't really agree with him but he still serves a spot that is needed we need this out there dude to go with the guy that is the voice of my thoughts, so to speak, and it really you know, just it just works, man. That's that's why the, the the homework episode, I think it was seventeen or eighteen, as you mentioned, was so mm. important mm-hmm. because it we had to get through that in the sense of good faith is the one of the biggest things that I want to push in this podcast. Like mm-hmm. when you're talking to someone, if you're not trying to come to a resolution. If, if, if it's just so I can be like Well I was right and you were wrong Well I disagree with you And that's a dumb point That's not operating in good faith mm-hmm. I want people to clearly and fully understand What I mean when I say operating in good faith It's not it, it, Excuse me It is I'm listening to you I disagree with you But we can talk this out And we can go as long as you want to I'm not going to be disrespectful You're not going to be disrespectful mm-hmm. One of the most beautiful things about the podcast that we did about the homework and disagreeing was that we, neither one of us were disrespectful to each other. Mm-hmm. One, because we don't know each other like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't be get on here and be talking wild like nigga, fuck, like you should have did this shit, like fuck mm-hmm. all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't what it was. We both were genuinely because we were interested in making this thing a brand and what we made. We both were open to, even though it made us mad. We both were open to like, well, let me let me at least like let me try and understand this shit, man. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I don't get what he's saying, and I couldn't understand why he's that mad about it. Mm-hmm. Like I think that went both ways. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah that helped us grow into the sense of there's never been a conversation that has been as serious as that one. Mm-hmm. However, there has been conversation where we have disagreed on the same level as that. Mm-hmm. But we but but we've matured in this space and as black men to be like well you know what bro I'm gonna let you get that off I'm gonna go against what we've been taught as youngsters and what we know and like if I disagree with a nigga then it's all out war it has to be violence or disrespect it's not that 
what we're doing is we're having a conversation and we're having conversations in good faith yeah and you don't get to see that in a lot of places in these spaces and that's why people are resonating to in my opinion so much and and, and again i always want to give you your flowers and being inquisitive asking questions being very transparent in yeah lou okay it's cool but i don't i, I, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. i have no i that, that that that's a foreign concept to me because i'm used to dealing with people who are like nah bro you know what i mean like don't mm-hmm. try to act like you don't because you came from where i came from mm-hmm. you did a lot of the same shit that i did we seen a lot of the same shit so if i'm saying this i know you know what i mean if you're acting like you don't know what i mean then it's probably a problem and that's that's what we're arguing about you acting like you don't know what i mean mm-hmm. you and i are not arguing about you acting like you don't know what i mean i me acting like i don't know what you mean and we doing this for tv it's a genuine place for now I'm, I'm really trying to understand where you're coming from bro because i don't got no homeboys like this well yeah. i don't know if no niggas are thinking the way that you're thinking <laughs> right. so please enlighten me on what you're saying yeah and that's what makes it work but what I wanted to get to in, in, in pass all that and people listen probably like, yeah, yeah, nigga, we know all that. Why yeah, right, right, right. They tired of it at this point. Does this add a certain amount of pressure to coming to do this show to you every week? Like, there like we go. being seeing this feedback, knowing that, that that now it's niggas that I respect. Niggas who I don't want to see me fail. I want to make sure that I put the best foot forward. They're listening to this, they're engaged they wanted to do well does that now add pressure to it versus are we just doing this to get to know each other i mean yeah there's pressure there's a little bit of pressure there you know because you want to perform of course i mean this is not a performance but you want to do well yeah there's gonna be some pressure there um but what i i'm doing going into 2024 lord willing is continue to just do what we did like when we got to the end of last year christmas it was like cool we made it six months in now we're over a year and a half in and you know we'll be at the two-year marker next june or july i believe and so we've made some real strides this year there could there is pressure but at the same time it's like it's not really pressure because it's like we're we're just giving you life moments in conversation. Like we're not. We're, this is not some overly thought out show because it never started that way. So it's that. It's that kind of. What about from a personal standpoint? Okay, not even like the overly thought out show. So I, I, I'll tell you my answer to that question. I see if you have anything okay. to respond to it with. I'm not sure how well I am in performing under pressure. Like I've always said here, like I love being able to be transparent because I know you're not going to judge me for it. Yeah. I grew up around mostly women, like I've always said here. Mm -hmm. So it's different. And as that dude was saying on the clip that we played, you're going to tell your son that it's okay, single mother. You're going to be like, oh, it's okay, baby. You'll you'll get him next time. Mm -hmm. I grew up around a lot of that. Grandmothers, cousins, moms, like, oh, it's, it's cool. Like, okay, that didn't happen, but you'll get it the next time. I've never really been held to held to a uh, what's the correct word? Like I, I'm I'm looking forward to you to perform. 
I'm not sure how well I performed in that aspect. So now that I'm saying, and I've gave Troy's credit, and I gave Rich's credit, and all the people who listened to it in the email that we just read, now that people are saying, like, all right, now you changed my life. Now, now Fridays, nigga, when this come on, I'm <laughs> you to be in your bag. Yeah. Like, nigga, like. And then like, you melted it in. You ain't really yeah, do like yeah, the yeah, other like, episode. What, 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 what was this shit right here that you yeah. guys put out just this week? I've never really had that. Because even in growing up and being popular and running with a popular crowd, I never was the dude or there not many dudes were like everybody's dependent on. Yeah. He's like, well, Lou can go off and do his own thing. It's cool. Like, we know Lou. Like, he, ain't, like, he he's not the, he, he's not standing at the front of the charge telling people when and what to do. Mm-hmm. But with this, it seems like turning these mics on every week, taking the responsibility of what we're talking about, there's an expectation now of, y'all have shown me that y'all can do this, my nigga. I'm expecting at least this or higher every week. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get it, like, what's the reaction to that? Like, what, what a nigga's gonna say when it started? Like, wait, what if it, what if it's two or three weeks and it's like, man, this ain't start. You get to your sixth album now. You're at your seventh album. Yeah, like, like now, now you niggas putting out chains clothes and we like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what is this right here? Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 being completely transparent, like, because what this platform is built on. I've never really had that scenario. Like, I've, I've never really had someone to be like, I'm going to hold you accountable because I know what you can perform up to. I, I, I've seen, nigga, I, I see what Equimini and AT Aliens sound like. Don't give me Idlewild, nigga. Mm-hmm. And if you do give me Idlewild, I want to be able to critique you just like I gave you a compliment mm-hmm. for ATL and for Equimini. Mm-hmm. When you put out Idlewild, I want to be able to tell you about it. I've never really had it in my life. Have you? <laughs> uh, yeah, in some fashion form, I can tell you, like performing under pressure, I, um, I've always been concerned and worried about that too. Like that's where the anxiety of like approaching women and stuff like that, rejection and all those things, played a part heavily. What has helped me in pressured moments is really like preaching. Like that has, and I, it took me a while to figure out because I flopped sometimes because. I got caught up in the pressure and then I started thinking about all of those things that what if this happens? What if I lose my point? What if I, you know, all these things Then when I get up there and I'm amongst all these people and they're looking at me and I'm, I'm going and I'm flowing. Then it, it, the, the thought, I feel it fleeing. Then I'm trying to figure out how to get it back. And now I'm, I'm stumbling and I'm fumbling and it's over, you know. So what I've learned to do now with that is I keep that. I got to hey, I got to do this. But it's buried in the back somewhere And I don't let that Whatever that pressure Whatever that thing is I don't let it Grow until it's close And it's like right at the front And when it's at the front I do it That's how I do when I study When I get prepared I got If it's my Sunday Okay I'm, I'm looking through some things And I'm backing up I'm getting off of it Like if I'm studying I'm looking Get off Let it resonate Think about it a little bit Come back next day Think about it again Back off because I realize when I over obsess on something, that's when I'm going to stumble and fall because I'm thinking too hard about it. So I think with something like this for us, it's like know that they're expecting something. Have that thought for a moment Monday, then move on. Because, again, two things about this show. Again, this show wasn't some deeply thought out concept that it's become now for one. For two, this show easily as great as it is, it can start, it can, it can end great. This show doesn't have to be like, oh, 
you know, because th- this show is so much more than a podcast now. It's it can stop when it it's supposed to stop. Like it's like, yo, that's the end of the book. That's the end of the book, bro. Think about that right now. No, no, but but that's but you're right. But that's the reality, though. You have to equip your mind for something like this because this ain't like anything me or you have ever done. So it's it. That's I I think that's part of the question that I'm asking. Mm -hmm. It's not like anything you and I have ever done. However, the feedback that I've gotten from it make me want to dive into it even more. It it makes me fall in love to it even more. It makes Mm -hmm. me want to be that much more transparent and talk about those things that make those people comment and be like nah this changed my life like now now and and this just is my personality thing now that i'm seeing that it's like oh oh shit like it, it's like when people start calling wayne the best rapper alive like now i gotta now i gotta act like the best rapper alive that's true yeah. you know what i'm saying so what i'm what i'm trying to figure out is how i will digest the same criticisms as far as the compliments like because if, if i have a bad episode just like i listened to rich say man you did like i, I was saying on culture garden rich sent a paragraph email over about <laughs> well, excuse me paragraph text over about the show that i wouldn't have read if it was me and a girl we was arguing about a relationship like that would have been oh, okay mm-hmm. that would have just been okay type back respond yeah but because i am interested in the people that listen to this show and I've seen the feedback that we've gotten and it means so much to me now. I'm hanging on to every word of the text message that he sent. Well, when Dro tells me, I listened to this show three times this week. So now I'm wondering when I do a bad job, how am I going to take that criticism? Because I would fully expect it, but I've never gotten it before. I've never been in a place where, like you said, grown men mm-hmm. are criticizing you and being like, but this ain't really it. Like, how do you bounce back from that? How do you handle those things? And I think that's a thing even beyond another week in the books that we as men deal with. Yeah. Because like I said, I grew up with our women. And most of the times when you fall on your face, they're like, oh, baby, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you'll get them next time. I've never really had that f- feedback from a man like, well, yeah, bro, nigga, like niggas fail. Okay, nigga, like, yeah, you got hit in the mouth. Like, bro, what, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to go out and, 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 you know, continue to conduct yourself like you would and, and make up for it? Are you going to sit in the room? Are you going to cry about it for the next three weeks? I've never really had that type of discipline in my life. So what I'm saying in that and long drawn out thing is I, I greatly appreciate the positivity. But I also want to hear the criticism from those fellas as well when they feel like we not if it comes to a point where we're not meeting what we need to meet mm-hmm. and i think all men should be open to that just to expand this beyond what we're talking about with another week in the books and to continue to give pointers and have black men have the conversations that they need to have like i need people around me that are comfortable telling me like hey that that wasn't it bro and not in the sense of I don't feel like you can do it because women will tell you that and you'll feel like like I was talking about with my mom and the crease mm-hmm. if it's going to be on the torn pages of this one I'm not sure but like women will tell you that and they'll make you feel completely defeated mm-hmm. but there's a way that another black man can tell you hey bro you're not doing what I know you're capable of mm-hmm. and I ain't saying it in the sense of I'm not saying that I don't think that you can do it I'm just saying you may have been bullshit you may have been going through something but I do want to let you know I'm a fan I'm a person that fucks with you I have your best interest in heart and this week when I was working with you on the trash route well this week when I was working with you at the sales job you didn't you wasn't up to it bro Mm -hmm. 
I just want to let you know that. But I still love you. And I still fuck with, like it's hard for us to hear that from a woman and digest it and be like, okay, she still fuck with me because they so hard. No like, women can be harsh with it. Yeah, like women can be harsh with it, bro. Yeah, yeah. But it's a different thing when a homeboy, a father, mm-hmm. like someone who you feel and look up to it can be like, hey, bro, that ain't it. And I ain't saying that ain't it like I don't fuck with you and you offended me to the sense of we ain't going to talk for a couple of days. I'm just saying I know what you're capable of. Like, as you, you good, live bro? up to it. You yeah, good? Like, are, are you good? <laughs> and, like, and don't take offense to me asking that either, right, nigga, because like, I've given you the compliments. I've given you right. the flowers. Nigga, I let you know that you cold at what you do. Yeah. So when I ask you, are you good? Take that from a genuine sense of you're not living up to the expectations that I have for you. I think but do I, I need to help you or do I need to do something to help you out with that? Like I'm yeah. I'm I'm genuinely just getting to a place where I can process that and I really hope that people feel comfortable with me in doing that as I continue to grow mm-hmm. in this space. My bad, go ahead. No, you good. No, I, everything I echo those things I, I do understand because it is always like waiting for the shoe to drop, kinda like, dang, there's gonna be somebody that's gonna come through and say something that it might hurt my feelings a little bit, but it, there could be some truth to it. But the reality of the situation for me, that's bro, what I'm looking for. The perspective is just different to me. Like when I look at this show, it's like my expectation wasn't what we're doing is not I didn't expect it to do nothing. It's it's all it's all up to me. Like because See, the, I'm different. I expect it to do everything. Okay, but but here's my thing though. It, it's it's doing it's that now now I have newer expectations, but the way I navigate this show, like bro, that's why I could walk away for three weeks and come back because this show is not built on oh how, were they entertaining this week or not? Were they cooking this week or not? Were they arguing? There've been episodes where we didn't disagree on anything. So what? You know, it, this show is just not built on those things. That's why I'm not concerned because this is a one of one show. This is not like anything, again, like I've said, we've been involved with. So I'm not concerned if it's like, man, what was going on this week or that? Because it's just a moment in life. There's highs and lows in life. You know what I mean? It's not, they, we just happen to be recording, having a conversation. So my perspective on the show is just, it's just different because this is, I don't even look at it really just as a show. It's a movement, but it's just, we're, we're literally having moments, you know, and some moments stand out to people, some don't. But I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, you know, you know, oh, y'all falling off, or all oh, y'all. Well, any, it's just not that. It's People like go, so I say that wasn't the bag coming in. I remember Roy Lou used to do that. I mean, they will say that, and that's fine. But you know, so that's I'm saying that wasn't bag coming in. Yeah, but, but they definitely don't say that. But but that's the reality of the situation for me, and it, and it helps me to navigate. It. So I'm okay with whatever because. Again, we just started the show to build chemistry, and now we're here, and it's affecting people in a, a very positive way. So I, I'm just, I just don't look at it like that. This show is more than um, entertainment quality, though you may be entertained and laugh at moments, but this is just well, two brothers okay. having conversations. That makes sense. I understand what you're saying. What if beyond entertainment, like you said, what if there is a week that someone who you holding high regard hit you up personally like man you, you just i don't know if you was hitting the right notes this week bro like like it would like it was teed up for you but i ain't really get the mold that i'm used to like what how would you take that criticism like how do you take criticism like that from people who like we've talked about last week they've made those deposits to you they've made the deposits like i've given you your flowers nigga mm-hmm. so i should be able to also hit you and be like hey that wasn't it, bro. Like, how do you just like? I, I get what you're saying in the sense of the show. I'm speaking from a personal standpoint now. 
How do you digest that? I mean, I, I just ask more questions. You know, just like, well, what do you mean? Like, I, oh, like oh, you, you, you I wasn't got, I got for another week in the books. There you go. See, you see how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but somebody's just like, Mo, you just like, man, you just kind of, you just kind of dialed down a little bit. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. And then they, they'll say, hey, well, you know, it seemed like normally you get in your soapbox, you start going crazy, cooking, laughing a little bit. It seemed like you was kind of a little out of you, wasn't really. And then it, it, it may come to light. I was like, yeah, man, it may be like, you know, you're you right. I wouldn't, I really wasn't tapped in this week because I was going through this or going through that. I'm okay with it because this show is built on on the real. Like it's built on authenticity. Like when, when I tell you I'm tired, when I tell you I'm I don't know if I could keep doing this show. When I tell you this is what I'm going through my father-in-law, my wife, when you tell me, bro, I wasn't even feeling it today. When you tell me, bro, I'm embarrassed about this. This show is built on that reality. So if anybody come to it's not a problem. Like, oh yeah, bro, I was going through something. I kind of alluded to that on the show. So for me, the critique that comes our way when it does it won't be nothing it won't be nowhere near what you might think it could get to because the show is built on realness we ain't mailing nothing in we ain't capping on anything and so when they come to us it's literally like a conversation it's not it's not like they're like coming at you like bro you suck this week no it's like no what was going on bro i, I genuinely care about you i just want to see what's up you know what i mean yeah. um so sense. that's a good point yeah yeah, man, that's good stuff, man. Um, so, black men, if so, y'all, y'all y'all coming that, across pressure, <laughs> just to yeah, put the yeah. y'all coming across cross pressure, we all deal with it differently. But if you operating in your true, authentic self, bro, don't nothing. You will perform. Don't think about what it's gonna do for them. Don't think about what it's gonna do for you. Just think about that. I gotta do this. That's it. That's it. I don't care what it's gonna do for them. What it's gonna do for me? No, I just gotta do it. That's it. That's what gets me through the pressure. I got to get this done. I just got to do this. No, nothing else. Nothing else around it. That's good advice, man. What I would say is, for the people that are sending sending the voice notes, the emails, even the texts from people that I have a personal relationship with, I can't put into words how much that adds a fuel to the fire. Like I, I, I'll, I'll be completely transparent and say that times when I feel like, man, what am I doing? Like I could be allocating a lot of this time towards something else. Like I, I know you said last week, Mo. Like, what are you sacrificing to do this? I, am I, am I quoting you right? Didn't you say that last week? Do you remember that? What, what are you sacrificing to do this? Yeah, like, like in the sense of like you want to make it and you want to do it, but what are you sacrificing to do it? Like, what are you putting on the line? Mm. I, and, I think I've said that within yeah. a few episodes. Yeah, I thought about that a lot this week. And what I would say to the people who comment, to the people who give responses that I have a personal relationship with, that have sent texts over the week, whether they leave emails or, or text, please continue to do that because that adds fuel to the fire and helps me understand what I am sacrificing for this, what to do this. And what it means to not just me, but the other people who digest us. Like I, 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 since you said that, Mo, I put a lot. I, I, I had to, I had to do a, uh, what is it? I had, to, I had to evaluate what I put on the line to do this to actually be entrenched in this shit as I am. And I, I put a lot on the line. Like I, I can, I can, I can honestly say, like, I've put a lot on the line to ensure that this shit right here works. And sometimes it's, it it doesn't feel like it's it. There's a clear path to understanding how it works. Mm-hmm. 
that feedback. I need those text messages. I need those emails. I need those things, the voice notes, and be people being like, nah, bro, like, if you were, if you were thinking about quitting this and just going full corporate America and and, and, and getting your full words from there and, and, and not doing podcasts, don't do it. I, I need that yeah. because a yeah. lot of times throughout the week, throughout the days, you're thinking like, man, am I doing the right thing? Because again, like, I, I, I put... And again, I'm only saying this, not trying to stand on a soapbox or anything, because you brought this up last week and I want you yeah. to respond to it. Yeah. Like I put family on the line, relationships, friendships, all of those things, comfort, comfort, comfortability, in, in order to, to, to really, over the last year and a half, dive into doing podcasts and being successful with this. Mm-hmm. Like, because if I don't do this, then it's corporate America for me and, and, and being that person, which I really don't want to be. Mm-hmm. So I, when you, I, I've really thought about however you phrase the questions, people can go back and find it. They can tell us, yeah, like what are you putting on the line to do this? Like I put everything on the line. Like it, it's all on the table for me. Mm-hmm. All my cards in. Like this has to work. I don't have a second. I don't have a, another game plan. There is no plan B for me, other than this is like working a job, mm-hmm. and 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 that's not what I signed up for when I was thinking about being successful in life. So when people are responding to this show and they're asking us things and they're, they're, they're subscribing and telling other people, like this is this is all my eggs are in this basket, mm-hmm. and I can confidently I can confidently say that. And that's ain't nothing wrong with that. Like I know, I know a lot of men won't admit that. Like bro, I'm all in on something. I look, I, I need this. I need. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? It's like I need this to work, bro. Like there's nothing. Got to work. This this has to work. For me. Has to work. And and I understand. I mean, you've been doing this for longer longer than us, as as Rick spoke to on Culture Garden. So it's like you know that's why I'm like, bro. Hey, any people they hit me up or whatever, like with the you know this. I was on Spike side. I heard. Hey, hey, he's the guy. <laughs> like I told you, I'm the number two. I'm good with that. I'm coming. I'm coming right behind. We're gonna drop my album after. You know what I mean? I am good with that. You put the hours in, bro. And you deserve to But that's what makes this work though. Even yeah. your mindset is saying that. That's what makes this work. It's yeah, not the, like it's not a competition thing. It's not I have to be here quicker than him in that thing. And like again, what I always commend you for, like, you're not skeptical of me as the person. Yeah. Like you're not thinking that man, if this nigga get it, then I ain't gonna never hear from Spike again. Yeah, never. yeah. Like, like that's one of the best things that I appreciate. Like you, you do hold me in a regard of like, bro. Now you have the runway, and, yeah. and if you take flight with it, like nigga, I better be a passenger on that. <laughs> that's, yeah. That but like, everything that you, yeah, yeah. And there better be a seat for me on that goddamn jet. If you I ain't flying the plane, right, nigga, there better be a seat for me. <laughs> and I respect that. Yeah, like I love, I love that about you, and that's one of my favorite things about your personality. Like I move to the side, but I bet not be forgotten about. Yeah, we got struck. There's a structure to this it. thing, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Like a lot of men won't do that. They won't. I didn't get to talk about that last week on uh, Pippin ain't easy as far as the teamwork element. Using obviously Scotty Pippin as the reference of like, hey yo, I. I'm good enough to probably be the number one elsewhere, but I'm okay with the number two, and I do really well in that spot, and I'm needed. And without me, these things wouldn't happen either. So, uh, 
that's kind of what I was trying to allude to with that title last week. So even with here, I know it's supposed to be a Christmas episode, but we really giving y'all players ball outcast style Christmas episode right here. But, uh, you know, so absolutely, bro. I'm cool with that. Know your role. Know yourself. Know your worth. You know what I'm saying? So I am cool with it. I, I don't look at anything that we're doing or anything. Another black brother of mine, Rich, or any of those that are listening, whoever we're yet, if you're working at a job, I don't look at it like because you're doing this, this makes me less than. You know, it, you got to have that. I can't. It's cliche, but you got to have self-worth. And if you can't find self-worth, you need to take a time to do inventory. I found my self-worth worth first in my work because I wasn't confident. I spoke about it on Coach Garden. Y'all hear that at some point. But I didn't have self. I didn't feel self-worth confident in my look, confident in my smarts, confident in my ability, my abilities. Like I had some confidence, but then I would always come across somebody better. If I, I'm I'm this nice looking dark skinned dude and there was this dude look even better or this dude dress even better or this person even smoother or this person even smarter or this person I always kept every I would always be in a room with somebody similar but better and so I didn't I didn't have that self worth and confidence now I'm at that point I have self worth because I believe in the work that I've been blessed to be able to do now the work that I'm doing I'm doing stuff and I'm setting us apart. I'm setting myself apart and the things that I do. I'm like I, I'm making this so individualistic. You can't match that. And even if it's greater, it's not great to the masses. I'm dope because you can't match it. You know what I mean? So with that being said, I have no problem. Spike, do you. You know what I mean? You go first because, bro, I'm already I'm locked in on who I am. I'm locked in on my role. I'm good. You know what I mean? No pun intended. <laughs> but I'm locked in. So, man, I am, I'm good with That's this, man. This space. This space, what it is. Though. Yeah. Um, we had Jonathan Majors on the the, the rundown, and I ain't really. You got, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought about the Dave Chappelle. Uh, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what, uh, they's doing a draft, and it's like uh, yeah, the, 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 the color the, draft. Yeah, the color draft. They they the the Asian people drafted uh, uh, Tiger Woods. Goodbye, fried chicken. Hello, fried rice. And like, what's this all? And he's lost all his endorsement deals. Oh, Damn, that's got to be tough. Like, I just thought about that. Not to make light of the situation. It's just kind of something that kind of came to mind. But that's something we can speak about on another episode, obviously. Um, yeah, I, ain't really, I don't really care too much. I ain't going to hold you. Yeah, but we can. We can uh, it's, it's, it is what it is. I say that in both senses. Like, he got what he. Oh, this is gonna sound harsh, but he got what he deserved, and he, like I mean, what do you like? What do you expect in that situation? So, again, yeah. another episode we can talk about that. It's Christmas, Mo. Yeah, it's a wonderful life. Question mark. That's what we're talking about. So, in order to kick off the Christmas episode, you was a little negative. I had to change the the title of this and everything. Like, mm-hmm. it was, is, are, are we? Like, it was a lot of it, it, to me. It came off as negativity towards Christmas. Okay. So I really wanted to understand what you meant mm-hmm. with your original title and some of the questions that you had for this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like that you're a fan of the holiday. Would okay. I be off in saying that? No, I, I am a fan of the holiday. I just wanted to take a different spin on it. Like we did this last year. So like you had a question on there that you asked me last year and I took it off. You, you asked. The, yeah, I was like, bro, you asked yeah. me this already. Like, So I took that <laughs> off. I was like. No, you good. I mean, it happens. It's been a year, but um, I wasn't. I'm. I actually, the past probably two to three years, I finally turned that corner of stop being negative about Christmas. Uh, and Dro had brought up something when we had him on um, 
two or three episodes back uh and he was just talking about like you know he he alluded to how people just going crazy spending all their money on these man-made holidays and i said that might be an episode in itself so i'm into christmas i'm into it like i mean i don't get into like like i said santa claus and all of the deep stuff but i'm I, i'm not the person that's gonna be like hey you know what another thing like i'm not gonna be that guy however i just wanted to ask some questions for people that may feel contrary to what we may feel about christmas we love it we're fond of it and we we find enjoyment and childlike um joy so it's like but some people don't necessarily feel that and so i wanted to speak to maybe we can try to see where they're coming from see from that perspective so that that was more of the take not so much trying to be negative but you know okay I'm open for it. I'm open for what you had to say about it. Um, so go. Okay. So let's start here. When Christmas is coming, yep. what is your spirit? What is your energy? What is your mentality when it's on the way? You start to get to Thanksgiving is coming. Thanksgiving is up. And you know, okay, now it's time for Christmas. What is your energy towards it at this point of time? Hmm. This is going to crap. I don't care, to be honest with you. And and I have a, I have that. Um, I'm able to remove myself from it because I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a in a relationship to where I have to 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 act like I like a like. If I don't want to go see my family, I don't have to. But I am going this year, and I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's just something at this age and not having the family requirements that most guys have like I, I can just shrug it off I can watch football or, or basketball on Christmas and be like okay it's cool it, it, it doesn't matter to me. Mm. am I happy with that I'm not sure but I do have the luxury of being able to do that so would you would you think you're weird for buying yourself a tree in the house and decorating it I don't know. Um, I'm in the plans of buying me a new house next year. I do want, I, I'm going to celebrate, like, even with, if I'm in a relationship, I have kids, anything, mm-hmm. I will decorate, have a tree. I will respect the holiday in the sense of, I just like being in the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. I remember what it meant to me as a, as a youngster. <clears throat> I remember how special it made me feel as an only child to a, a single mother and what she how she put on for me for christmas and we'll get into about the christmas gifts and shit like I, re, I remember those feelings bro so i would still want to duplicate that even in the slightest sense of having a tree in the house once i get the setup that i want set up but yeah having a tree without kids without a, a girl or wife or being in a committed relationship i would still do that yes okay would okay, you okay absolutely like, yeah if your wife mm-hmm. and kid one day you would still do it yeah i would yeah yep. because right now we don't even have this ultra committed tree it's a six foot so it's it's not this crazy yeah, tree you want? like a 12 foot i six would foot i would i would like like i want to go stupid with it like i'm at that point now i'm starting to really embrace it now i'm like you really want to do the home i want to really new york christmas yeah i'm starting to build towards it because and it can go more into it because like i used to be kind of a, a scrooge or uh, really? a grinch about it yeah because i just this is not going to be a shocker, but like I just my money management when it came time of year to do gifts and stuff like that, <laughs> I just wasn't good about it because I'm just not a good, I'm just not a good like gift giver. 
I just don't be thinking about people. Like when it comes like holidays, I'm more so like, hey, how That's you crazy. doing, man? What's going on? This and that. But like buying stuff for people is just like, oh, okay. Like, oh. You know, like I, it's always an afterthought. Every holiday for me, birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day. It's always like that for me, bro. I just you don't, don't buy people gifts. I just don't even be on like I just be whatever. Like, hey, you know, I don't know. It's just always I've always been that way. I just now started to say I just now realized it's easier to just get the person a gift than to not get the gift and have to deal with the backlash. So that's the you only thing the, that makes me do that. the five hundred thousand dollar conversation for millennials makes a lot more sense now. What do you mean? It makes a lot more sense in the sense of if, if if people think that I'm not successful, then they can expect me not to get them gifts. However, if I am one of those millennials that are making 500k a year, people will expect a gift from me. I've seen this. I've seen this happen. So I, I think I'm confused at what this means. No. <laughs> <laughs> Your stance last week on five hundred case conversation. Yes, people don't need that to be happy. Blah blah blah. You're right; they don't need to be happy, but they do need that in the sense of I'm holding this status. Like people look at me in this certain way. So when Christmas comes around, and I'm <laughs> the nigga that's making five hundred k a year. Uh-huh. Yeah, you nigga, you gonna have a fly ass gift. Mm-hmm. Like you gonna have that golf simulator. I'm not saying people don't feel that way. I just kept emphasizing it kind of got lost. Right. There's but, no dollar amount okay, that you look, put on wait, happiness. Wait, wait. That's all I kept saying. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody expecting to fly ass like, damn, that's an expensive gift for Mo when he walk in the room. Facts. I And this ain't a slight to you. No, it's a fact. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But if you was the nigga making 500K a year, they would be. Because I, I feel like that you would be the type of nigga that would be like, nah, I got it. I know what they like. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend on what they like. I'm gonna make sure that they good because I'm mo. I like to make people make sure that you know what I'm saying that they 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 in their bag. So if if you was the nigga making 500k as a millennial, you would be the nigga that, that, that spends good on Christmas gifts. Being that you're not like you like this shit don't matter. <laughs> shit I don't, don't, I don't even know, bro. Know. I still don't know because I just don't even like. Really? I mean, just it, again, so, like so, we, so you're telling me if you. I, previously if you had a frivolous amount to spend you wouldn't do it for the people that you fucked with no i would still get people like, a gift but it's just like I, I it i don't think that i would be like oh now i got the money i'm excited let's go get it oh i'm I about do. to i look I, at you like that boy. i'm telling you like, i don't I'm think so bro because I'm, I'm just not a, a gift person there was a like, thing like let me let me paint a scenario for you <laughs> if there was a thing where we were doing this and the motherfucker came through and it was like you know what I love Culture Garden. I love another week in the books. I'm I'm gonna give y'all a couple million dollars to do this over the couple, next couple of years. Okay. And me, you, and Rich planned a Christmas party, and 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 all our loved ones were there. And you know, you had a you had a couple million in the bank. You would be I you would get money rich. Out. You no no not even no money out. You would give rich. You would give me. It would be a a pretty dope present. Am I wrong? It would be something that you thought about, cause and tell me if I'm wrong, cause it, that's the type of show that this is. Mm-hmm. It would be something that you, as Mo, you thought about. These are niggas that I fuck with. I got the money to do it. I know what they like. I'm gonna buy them some shit that'll damn near blow their mind. Am I wrong? I, could, I mean, I could see that. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But but again, that's 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 gonna be once. No, 
I ain't asking for that, it. That's what I'm saying. Like for me, like <laughs> I, I had times where I'm like, oh, I got the fly gift. You know, I've had a time where I was like, oh, I nailed this one. But it's like consistently year after year doing this. I'm just not that person, bro. No, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying, though. Yeah. I'm saying it does. Sure. Make, it, yes. It does do something for you, even if it's once and not every year. Would it be like I showed my ass this Christmas? Sure. I, I, I mean, like, dude, niggas that's that I, I fucked with. I got them. They shit. I got my wife. Her shit, a, a big ass ring, big bling. I got my kids, all the stuff that they wanted. Like, if that were the possibility, you would lean into that. Yes, let me at least once. That, and yes, that, okay, that's that's what I wanted for people that may have still misunderstood last week. Because <laughs> people seem to always, I don't know why. This is why I'm glad we have this show because I bought, went my whole life misunderstood. This has been my journey. Like, this is why I. People would be mind blown when they would have conversations to get, get past the layers of small talk. They'd be like, "Whoa, yeah. huh?" Like, talk yeah. but anyway, uh, I yes, I would do this if I had money. Yeah, I would do these things. I, all I all I was driving home is that like, you you just can't put a dollar amount on happiness. Can you make yourself happy having some money at from time to time? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna get the big dog. This the big dog. Yeah, I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna be smiling. I'm gonna be happy for that moment. However, there's just not a dollar amount on that. You know what I mean? That's all I say. You can't say, oh, 500,000. Okay, I blow the 500 then. That's it. That, that's that's fair. But I that. sure, I would do I'm that. Saying, I'll get the fly gift. Exactly. That's all my point. My only point was that Yeah, you would do it. But and We all would do it if we had the opportunity to do it. Yeah, once. If I could buy you a whatever Rolex yeah. watch and you're like, what? God damn. Like, nigga, <laughs> like, yeah, I would do that. Yeah. Not not even in the sense of I'm I'm trying to feel good about myself, but you deserve that. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the position to show you that I'm well, if I'm in a position to be like I can do this because you know, I know how hard he works, I know what he does. Hey, here, here it goes. And I know I'm gonna get it back on the back end, like, yes, absolutely, I would do that. Yeah, like, so like, I would I would do that. I just like I said, I'm just not a big into like just and it's not because I don't have money like that or I'm I got a lot of money or whatever. I mean nobody really knows obviously my financial status, but I just I just ain't huge into it. But my spirit has changed towards it from being kind of grumpy to getting into it because I just started to realize, like I said, okay, for the gift part of it is like just get people a gift so I don't have to like I said, you you people instead of trying to argue make your point because i just sometimes like i say i just be feeling like it's like i can do this or i just don't have to do this but i'm not a slave to this like i don't have to do anything i don't care who you are that's how i always felt about it like i I love you but i don't care like i don't have to get you nothing but i'll do it because i'd rather give it to you than to actually okay this is where i'm coming from so um however my spirit is changing because i'm like now i'm at that point get the gift out the way boom got it i don't care if it's a million of them it's two of them whatever get it out the way boom it's over now i ain't got to think about none of that let's focus on the music now let's focus on the movies let's focus on the hot chocolate let's focus on the the funny stuff like let's take the focus off the gift that's what has turned my spirit and energy around when it comes to the christmas season now get the focus off the gifts because that was the stress part you know what I mean? For me, it's like, oh, what do I get? What do I not? We're not doing that with everybody. Now, mom, dad, send you money. Boom. There you go. Bye. Done. Got your money. Boom. Got it. You know, whoever over there, got it. You know what I mean? And then, like, that's really it. Mom, dad, boom. You know, siblings, they know what it is because they, you know, my my sister got her own, you know, my nephew and, and we over here, of course. So we all got that understanding. It's just like wife, kid, boom, boom. So get the gift out of the way. 
focus in on the other stuff. So, uh, do you think that? Do you think people are overdo it during the holidays? I don't mean like just the specific uh, gift, but like the energy that they carry with it instead of actually embracing what it's really about. No, nah, I think that people really well I think that people really it, it it goes to how invested they are into what we're doing. So no, I don't think people overextend themselves, but I do think that it's based on what the holidays mean to them. So if I'm a person who takes a lot into the gifts that I give to another person, if I'm a person who takes in a lot into the gifts that I receive from another person, yeah, it, 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 I want to make sure I do the best so I get the best. That's okay. But what I feel like the holidays is all about is, again, I'm older. I'm not in the same situation as a lot of people. It's about who can I spend the time with. I have time off work. I can travel potentially. There's a lot of different things that I'm able to do around this time of year where corporations and people are a lot more lenient than they usually are. So how can I allocate that time towards my mom, my family, my cousins, my dad, all of these people who mean a lot to me? It ain't got shit to do with gifts. It ain't got shit to do with, oh, you look at the holidays this day this way and I look at the holidays that way. How can I sit right here with you and like what you and I were talking about earlier, we watch A Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. We talk about it. We drink eggnog. We have a nice mm-hmm. dinner or a nice breakfast. And that registering with me more so than anything else is going on in the world. Okay. I know one of the biggest things for me around the holiday times, my grandma passed maybe three years ago. It was right before the holidays, around, right when COVID hit. We used to go over our house every holiday and listen to like, old school Christmas music Temptation Silent Night all of those things and now that she's not here that that thing that's the thing where I'm like damn man I I really miss that it's not the gifts that I got as a kid it's not the the trips that I went on when I was older and I was in a relationship and we decided this is our tradition we're going to go to these different places during the holidays thing that I miss the most it's just going to sit in my grandma's house and like listening to old Christmas music, listening to her talk about my mom when she was young or my uncles and my cousins when they were young. That's the most important thing. Like that's the thing that I miss the most that can never be replaced because she's gone. Like that, 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 that registered me, that registers with me the most. And it seems like everything else that I do is just trying to replace that. Yeah. Like even I had a tradition when I was in a relationship. Okay, we're gonna go to these different Caribbean countries every year around Christmas time. We're gonna make sure we're around a beach and we're in bathing suits and getting massages and it's mm-hmm. dope. And that was cool. I loved it, but it still didn't replace being mm-hmm. around my family, sitting looking at a Christmas tree, listening to the Temptation Silent Night. Like mm-hmm. nothing ever was able to replace that. Can I ask you a question? Yep. How much it cost to be with your family? This year? That, that, during, during them time. Oh, during the, I mean, you a flight. That's it. Did, did it cost like more now, to do that now, than it, I'm than going, to do the I'm leaving tomorrow. 
I'm leaving tomorrow. Oh, you pay, you, it's a flight. You pay yes, the it's a flight. Yes, it's but flight. but what I'm saying but it, is, it's less than it, the flight to the Caribbean and the hotel. Yes, you're right. Okay, so tying it back to last week <laughs> again. It, it, it's it just this is the all. They see how the flip it happens for both of us. It's just that nuance as far as the money conversation because it's like what I was saying is basically essentially what you're saying right here in this moment. Hmm. Um, but man, that's beautiful, man. That's that is so heartwarming when you say that because. I remember um, my fondest fondest memories is uh, my mom and my dad. They were together. They when they finally got back together when we was we was I was thirteen, uh, and my mom they they're cooking up food like it was Thanksgiving all over again. Cook a whole nother. My daddy still does this, and they were together. And so it was me, and my brother, and sister. We in the house. We young teenagers, uh, were teens and preteen, and we would play the radio. And we always play, listen to the Christmas mix, and of course you're gonna hear that, you know, you're gonna hear that Run DMC. And so we getting into it, and there was one year, I don't know if I've shared it here, but one year we kept calling the radio. My sister got through, and <laughs> we had it on cassette. My daddy used to record <laughs> mixes so often. We actually caught her, and she and she had the little voice like, uh, I don't know, what oh six point five. It's like, what you want us to play, little girl? And she's like, can y'all play? Uh, Let it snow. And that's probably why that stuck with me. It's like, all right, where's your favorite station? Did they play Let It? So like that, and then like my daddy, like there was this year he kept making jokes about I could still do a car wheel. You know, you're young, you think your parents are so old. Like, you know, you're like, you're so old, you can't do athletic things. And so I remember we finally, like, we used to have a camera and we finally, like, we didn't get it on camera, but yeah, we did get it on camera. He did a cartwheel and we thought that was so funny. It was like, dang, dad did a cartwheel, bro. It was like right in front of the tree. And so it was just moments like that. And he'd be dancing and my mom be dancing with him. And we get up in the morning and we'd just be so excited. I just missed those. And I remember when i went to college my freshman year and came back home and my parents were separated and those first few years of them being separated having to go to two households for christmas those were some hard moments bro i just i just didn't know what to do with that two christmas trees and this over here make sure you go to your dad make sure my that 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 was a hard balance and then they're talking about each other and then they're they're not there now they're they're good now but like they're talking about each other then it's like are you spending too much time over there or over here or there's more to do over here than it is over there this is a cooler hanging spot than this is you know and that that was it was just so far from my childlike thing so that pro- I probably carried that into my adulthood. I probably still had a little grumpiness and disgruntlement. That's why you got a little resentment towards yeah. Christmas. And so I yeah, just now sense. snapped out of that. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That that was a, a nice talk. You brought you brought that out. Brought that out of me, Spike. I, that, thank you for sharing that memory with your with your grandma and family, man. That was absolutely. Man. Yeah. Um, That's all I've ever had. I, I don't think I've ever. I think I spent one Christmas with my dad and his family. Hmm. One maybe out of. 40 years of living like that. You remember it at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I went over his sister's house. He was there and you know his his family separate from my family was there and you know I hung out with them for a while. Of course my mom was like, yeah, I don't know if you want to do this, but you don't really know him. But yeah, like it it was you feel was like okay. lost in there like strange like i don't know these people um i think man i may have been like nine or ten years old oh, maybe okay, 11 so, yeah. or, or old at the max 11 
but what it was like is supposedly these people are on the other side of people who care about me as far as my dad so i'm gonna see what it's like i, I remember playing with my cousin and you know eating food and just being there hanging out with his part of the family but it never really felt like i'm supposed to be here mm-hmm. just because i didn't have that connection with him mm-hmm. like my my connection always was with my mom's side of the family mm-hmm. and the one christmas that i do remember like hanging out with his side of the family i was like All right, i'm ready to go i don't really know these people <laughs> like yeah. you know what i'm saying the cousins that around my age they fronting too hard trying to you know trying to put on and, mm-hmm. and act like they bigger than what you just because like you don't know them mm-hmm. and, and you have this comfortability with your mom's side of the family or whatever it may be and you're like okay like i'm good over here i ain't really got to do this no more Let me ask you. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if i really bounce back from that but go ahead what, what are you about to say no, no, go ahead what what do you mean no um we bounce back from that i look i like my comfort zone that's what i'll say <laughs> okay like that 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 wasn't my comfort zone like even since then my dad would hit me up and be like oh well, come do this do that and third I'm like nah i'm good bro. i don't even know y'all like that i had an experience like that with my dad you know what too, i'm saying man. like i ain't grow up with y'all like we ain't yeah. even cool like that bro like I fuck with you and later on in in the years we would we would have a much more uh much more of a connection but then in like young age when my mom was doing a lot for me and like why would I do this for you and I don't even really know you and you ain't really doing a lot for me like I I don't even really fuck with you like that bro so it it would be me in that young sense like uh I'm, I'm skeptical hmm. let me just hang over here with my grandma and my my mom the people my cousins the people familiarities that uh, goes a yeah. long way yeah i don't really i don't, I don't really know y'all like that yeah i don't even know if they know you like that over on that side because yeah, you've been right. in and out of jail you might doing these me in. yeah like yeah like you might just be you, you trying to look good saying oh i got my son like nah, nah yeah you know how it go um last thing before we get out of here and i'll, I'll share first uh, I wanted to see like what is your like fondest memory or gift that stuck with you to this day. Uh, I I don't know if I spoke on it last year, but my fondest gift that I ever got that still stuck with me it actually plays a part into where we are today. Um, one Christmas, my brother had he asked for a keyboard. My brother could really sing. Um, he had this keyboard, but it was like this little tinkering keyboard. It was probably like this big, like it was really small. He probably was 13, 14. It was a really small keyboard. He played with it for like the week and then he moved on. He really didn't play on the keyboard. I used to mess tinker with his keyboard all the time. And he was like, man, why are you always playing with my toy? Like, get your own, bro. And I just like, I, I just, I don't know why. I just kept being into it. So that next Christmas, I said, hey, I want a keyboard. Can I get a keyboard of my own? You know, and I was like, but can I get like the bigger one? Like, and so they ended up getting me a Casio DJX keyboard. And when I got that keyboard, bro, that was my first taste of producing i started making beats that's when it first started bro i started trying to replicate songs and then that, well, that is it? this is i uh this might have been oh six oh seven so i was even 16 17 15 16 i think maybe so five oh six i was making beats and you could record like three tracks on there with six six layers on it and that's when i first i used to tell my mom and dad come down 
and then listen listen to a beat I made and I had a little drop on there like I was creating like I created a producer tag on a Casio keyboard like and I was making so, so that was my first introduction it's this? like 05 Oh, okay. Yeah, like oh five, oh six, and like I remember they had like different voice samples on there, and the one I had was like this thing was like one more time, and so like I was just one, 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 one more, and then I had a beat drop. <laughs> I, I thought I was doing, but that was like a producer tag. I look back now, I was like, bro, I was a producer before I was a rapper, singing podcast, and that was like my first entry. And to this day, I still got that keyboard, bro, and it still works. Mm. There's some shortages in it. I have to get another power cord. I could not get rid of it when I moved to Florida. So that is my fondest really? key. Yeah, that that Casio DJX, man. Y'all look that up. I still got it. I ain't getting rid of it. I don't care. I might make it gold or something, but I can't get rid of that thing, bro. <laughs> That's fire. That's fire. Uh, what about you, man? You got a fond memory or a fond gift yeah, that stuck man. with you to this so, day? One year, Mom Dukes was in her bag. I got a Super Nintendo. Sega Genesis when I was dead broke. <laughs> it, it was the game F-Zero. I don't know if you remember. Oh, I know about that. Yeah, Captain Falcon, yeah. Man, listen. <laughs> oh, you, so you know, you say, Captain, listen, you right in my bag now that you know the people that like, bruh. Dog. She got me a Super Nintendo. Because, again, I wasn't, like, I wasn't a kid that, like, I want all these amazing extravagant things like i just i like wrestling bro like if you can give me some wrestling figures we good but she went above and beyond in the sense of i don't know if she just had it that year <laughs> you never knew you never knew how they did it, i don't bro. know what it was bro Where? but she got me a super nintendo i got f-zero as a game i got uh super mario super mario for super nintendo i got a super nintendo I got a Super Nintendo chair that you play the games in, a brand new TV, bro. Like the, the the entertainment center that go with it. I don't know how long my mom was saving up for this shit, but I, I will I will always remember this because I walk out into the 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 living room with, you know, you still believe in Santa Claus at that point in time. Or whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. If, I don't even know if I still believe in Santa Claus, but I know she still tried to have the perception of it. But when I walk out into the living room under the tree, there's a TV. I got a brand new TV, a Super Nintendo, uh, F-Zero, Super Mario Brothers, the uh, gamer chair to go with it. So like all of that, like I could, I was so amazed because I didn't ask for none of that shit though. All I asked for was like basic shit, like wrestling shit, wrestling Superman. But she went above and beyond being a single mother, only son, like. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna put my foot in I'm gonna put my foot in it this year. Man. And I I would never forget that Christmas, like playing in that little Nintendo chair. Play I I played F Zero, bro, for hours. Hours. (laughs) Hours amongst hours. Yeah. Like that was my shit. I I beat the game damn near probably with every one of the racers in F Zero. And Super Mario, of course, we know what that did. Yeah. But it it was just a sense of I, I never thought that excuse me not, not never thought I always knew that my mom would be able to come through for me when I needed her mm. I, there's never been a doubt in my mind she's never let me down in that sense but I always remembered that Christmas in the sense of I never asked for any of that stuff I, I, I didn't ask for a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo chair or a brand new TV or any of that shit 
but it was just a sense of maybe she had a great year or whatever she was doing i don't know but i got all of that shit and i walked out of my bedroom and i was completely like to the floor this shit like this this is amazing bro i remember literally like we used to have this tradition where we would go over my cousin's house or my grandmother's house after we opened our presents individually for christmas and we would you know go have breakfast amongst each other as a family remember like i'm ready to go home i got a super nintendo at the crib a brand new tv at the crib i got f zero at the crib like i'm trying to go play this Mm -hmm. and that was probably one of my favorite Christmas ever because I never expected that. I didn't ask for it. I didn't Truly want any surprised. of that. True, genuinely surprised. Like, oh, you did your thing. I don't know what it took to get it. I'm just happy that I got it, but I would never forget it. I'm 40 years old and talking about this was probably when I was 9, 10 years old, bro. And I still remember it. I remember the chair sitting in the living room and the TV. And I remember opening the Nintendo game system like, oh, shit. (laughs) And I I remember that Uh, vividly. Which one is it? Is it the one with the flip thing and going that way or is it the one on top? For what? For what? The Nintendo. Which which one is it? It was the Super Nintendo. Oh, so the one on top with the... You, the, you car, the, the cartridge on the top. On the top. Okay. You put the game on top and you press it okay. to turn gotcha. it on. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. It was a Super Nintendo. Okay. But yeah, wow. Super Nintendo, Mario, like I, I I remember playing the F-Zero for days on end, bro. Ain't that crazy? Like a game that's game. simple back then, but it's like it's, it was just so fascinating. Bro, it was so fast. I was fascinated. It, it was some CDs, too. I yeah. can't remember what CDs it was. It was some shit that I asked for, but she definitely had the CDs there and it was a, like... Uh, whole stereo system and all this shit she got for me like that was my favorite christmas ever i've never forgotten that stereo system tv spike out there man game system like all that shit bro yeah absolutely bro that was my favorite christmas ever i've never forgotten that yeah man that stuff stick with you man and you still gaming to this day right facts i still play man (laughs) there it is man man we really thank y'all for tuning in man truly it's been the most wonderful time of year and it's been a wonderful year for us thus far i don't know if we're gonna have an episode next week or not maybe we will just do maybe. like the rest of corporate america maybe we won't who knows y'all hit us up y'all want us y'all want us to come back for another one we definitely will next week but um spike what you got tuck if we don't make it up yeah we definitely got some stuff in the tuck spike um where can they find you man? everything gonna hold man uh everything gonna hold it's, it's gonna like hold. you said corporate america yeah, that's what I like. People doing podcast stuff around this time of year, man. So I appreciate you guys tapping in. Go check out the back catalogs. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of good good earning stuff. A lot of good on deck stuff. A lot of good another week in the book stuff. Frames per second. Dead end sports. Go check out all the back catalogs. We got you taken care of. Top of the year, we hitting this like we never lost. Yeah, that part. Um what you got for us, bro? I just say uh, hit us up. Um, another week in the books on Instagram. We're very accessible. We can definitely be reached. So y'all can hit us up there. Y'all can hit us up on the email, just as uh, one of our listeners, brother Reggie, did. So y'all can y'all can hit us up there. Awitb twenty twenty two at gmail dot com. Y'all can also hit us up on the uh, on the phone number man four seven zero three one eight five zero three four four seven zero three one eight five zero three four text message voice note i told you we told y'all any time of year y'all ain't gotta wait 
you know what i mean you can throw throw your two cents in whenever or if you want to just hear our opinion on something absolutely drop drop some bars man so we really appreciate y'all hope y'all have a merry christmas with your family man absolutely yeah